Thanks for listening to Shift Your Spirits. I'm Slade Robertson. I'm a professional intuitive, but I try to talk about spirituality with fewer hearts and flowers than most New Age blather. I also mentor emerging intuitives, psychics, and healers in a program called Automatic Intuition. It is Saturday, December 21st, 2019, as I record this introduction. Happy Winter Solstice and Merry Christmas. This week is the first episode of a new season, and I'm sharing the simplest, most effective creativity, productivity, manifesting plan slash strategy ever for making shit happen. Whatever business ventures, creative projects, or lifestyle changes you intend to start making happen in the next couple of weeks, let's go ahead and talk strategy now in just a few minutes. As always, there's an Oracle segment at the end of the show, so be thinking about a question or a concern you have. Hold it in your mind, and I'll come back on after the final links and credits and leave you with that extra message. Before I forget, I want to say a quick thank you to my newest supporters on Patreon. Karen William Plouts and Emily Box. Thank you to all of you who continue to pledge your support. It demonstrates that you're enjoying the show and want it to continue. Listeners who support the show on Patreon can access a guided meditation called Messages from Your Spirit Guides, exclusive bonus episodes, and there's also a mastery level of support where you can download one of my courses for free each month. To find out how you can become a patron, support my time in producing this show, and access extra bonus content, please go to patreon.com slash shiftyourspirits. Last year, I focused on New Year's a little late because it made more sense to think about it when everyone actually thinks about it, which is really kind of February. This year, I'm planning early because I'm ready to get into it. Not only is it a new year, a new decade, a new financial quarter, it's a few days before Christmas 2019 as I'm recording this, and if you're like me, the week between Christmas and New Year's, I'm kind of done with the holidays and, and ready to start thinking about getting back to work. Let me say up front, this is evergreen. If you're listening to this in the future or in the middle of the year, it doesn't matter. It works all year round, year after year. It's not just about New Year's, but it is a time when we're naturally thinking about new beginnings and we become sort of introspective about ourselves and what we want to accomplish in this next cycle of life. This exercise will require you to find at least a time slot or maybe two where you can sit down with a cup of something and do a little strategic planning. That's why I want to share it now. So you can find that perfect day, maybe on one of your days off from work, when you can make the most of this. I'm not going to plan my projects on January 1st. I'm going to start implementing them on January 1st. Here's how. It's been a tradition for 14 years now for me to write or record some kind of alternative to the New Year's resolution. So here's my latest iteration of that concept or message. First of all, and most importantly, it's evergreen. It doesn't matter when you set intentions or when you choose to change your life. And it doesn't matter if you blow it on a particular date either, because you can do it again, another time, anytime. These holidays are arbitrary dates. I love New Year's. I love beginnings. But I don't usually observe New Year's in a traditional way, because... 
Every day I have goals. Every day I have a chance to fuck it up and a chance to start again. Some days I rock. Some days I suck. And the calendar doesn't have that much to do with it, you know? I don't care whether you acknowledge New Year's or not. I don't care whether you make resolutions or set intentions or do vision boards or have theme words for the year. But I also don't want you to think, I think I'm better than you because I don't. Our lives are random and timing is a bitch and shit happens to good people and everybody gets a little lucky here and there. When you're prepared, you can make the most of luck. When you act with intention and purpose, you're definitely more likely to make something happen. And if you're listening to this, then you're trying. And I think that's what matters most. Beyond that, whatever gets you through, do whatever works for you. But keep this in mind. One of my biggest life lessons the last few years has been realizing how much easier and more powerful it is if you focus on manifesting people rather than places or things. The people know the places and they have the things. So reach out to new people in your life and even the ones who may come and go in a matter of minutes. But having said all that, while I have you here, if you want to do a thing for New Year's, for next week, for your birthday, for tomorrow, whatever day that might be, I've tried keywords, I've done lists, I've done not doing lists. I've tried intentions and resolutions and goals. The 3 by 3 strategy is the productivity plan that works for me over and over again because the word strategy and plan sound really grand, but at the same time, there's really nothing simpler than this. So what is the 3 by 3 In case you haven't heard me talk about it before, I talk about it a lot. Um... It originally evolved from quarterly business planning. So I plan everything in quarters. I believe if you're self-employed that one of the best things that you can do is not look at everything on a monthly basis, not even uh, definitely on a weekly basis, but there's a roller coaster of up and down, busy and not busy flush and starving um you know when you don't have a regular paycheck every week or every two weeks um there is a flow to everything that can be quite a roller coaster ride if you are following it too closely and so one of the things that i always found works best for my sanity and that i recommend to other people that i talk to who are working for themselves or trying to start businesses Just look at everything in quarters because that seems to be the perfect amount of time to kind of break everything down. It's just large enough that it allows you some dips and turns. And if you plot your quarters on like a graphic, it's more of a soft undulating line. Whereas if you graph everything at the micro detail, you know, per day, per week, It's really exaggerated, and you don't want your emotional state to follow that exaggerated graphic. You want it to um, just sort of flow along with something that kind of all comes out more evenly. So that was one of my first motivations, um, the ways in which I discovered doing this 3 by 3 strategy or technique, and, you know, 
there are a lot of reasons why businesses are legally and financially divided into quarters as it is. You know, there's taxes and, uh, you know, um, reporting to boards and, and, and things like that. Structures within, you know, capitalism that kind of define that for us. So what started to happen with me is so many of the things that I would plan to do in a business really depended on the content that I created. Um, I am essentially a business of ideas, words, speech, storytelling. So even though there's marketing and, and all that involved at, at center, what I have to generate over and over again um, are those ideas and executing them. So I started to drift very quickly into using the quarterly system to define my creative goals for the year. And once I started doing that, I found that it lined up really well with some of the things that I naturally do. Like for instance, the length of time it takes to produce a rough draft or, um, the amount of words that I can write in a month or in three months, etc. So taking it even a step beyond that, a couple of years ago, not long after I started this podcast, I put it out to you guys and asked, you know, what would happen if you applied a three by three strategy to things that aren't business related, like that had to do with health and fitness or wellness or, you know, a meditation practice or the way that you eat or your exercise or, um, going out and meeting new people, whatever it might be, uh, just applying the same structure because it is super flexible, super simple, and I genuinely use it for everything and have been now for about 10 years, I want to say. So it's called the 3 by 3 strategy because it's basically three times a week for three months. Um to be a little bit more specific, it's defining three actions that you can execute three times in a week for three months. Um, some people would ask, why 90 days and not a month? Well, so with quarters, you know, I talked about that undulating emotional roller coaster. There's also sort of a roller coaster of income sometimes that happens. But with something like a creative project or a personal project, with three months, what usually happens is that first month you're really pumped, you're ready to get started, you have a lot of motivation and a lot of initial energy to get you off the launch pad. And then that second month is the middle of a project. Your energy starts to flag. You start to wonder, why did I start this in the first place? Was this a good idea? You're stuck in the soggy middle section of a book. You're too far out to sea to really swim back. You're sort of in that place of, you know, do I keep going and how do I keep going? Um, and then, you know, you work through that and you rally. And in that third month, what happens is you tend to bring it home. And it all kind of maybe comes in under the wire. But there's this big push at the beginning, a big push at the end, and then there's this like messy, dippy stuff that happens in between. And it's pretty crazy because that works year after year. Even if you look at something you don't control, like the amount of income or sales that your business has. I mean, you can influence that, absolutely. But there are certain... 
um, times of the year when no amount of marketing is going to bring you more clients. It's just like the wrong time for people to buy things. Um, or, you know, there's certain times of year that are really the bad time of the season to be starting something. Um, during the middle of the holidays, you know, people are, um, depending on what your business is, if it's selling people holiday-related stuff or gifts or something like that, um, you could see a big surge. But I'm talking about in your personal life, uh, there tends to be less regularity in your schedule. It's less about beginning things. It's more about kind of the end of the year, tying things up. Everything gets scattered to the winds and it just may not be the time to do something. But if you look at the month before or right after it, one of them will be, you know, a good time for that to happen. One of your months per quarter, you'll have an effortless amount of money flow. And then another month, you'll have a horrible money flow. And then the third one is kind of like, yeah, it's okay. It comes in somewhere between the two. And taken all together, they all kind of even out. So that's the reason why um, doing quarters, doing 90 days as opposed to just one month um, tends to work well for this concept. Quarters also correspond, you know, really well with the seasons, with the solar cycles, um, with you know collections of lunar cycles or whatever. Um, now, as far as what constitutes an action or three times a week, let's let's break it down and let's talk about the what and then the when separately. Um, when I say you know three actions three times a week for three months, I'm not talking about nine items per week. I'm I'm just sort of breaking apart that idea that you do something three times. Now we have to decide when in the week you're going to do that. But um, what constitutes an action is anything that moves the project forward. And that can be different at different stages in the three by three. So for instance, the things that you might be doing in month one can be different than the things that you do at the end in, in month three. One of the things that I like to do and works for most of the things that I do, whether it's working out or writing a book, is to define a really basic level of action that can be repeated over and over again and without a whole lot of change. For instance, you know, writing 2,000 words um, three times a week consistently uh, might be, you know, that one action that's the same throughout the three-month period. Uh, going for a five-mile jog three times a week for three months. You could do that very consistently and, and not vary it very much. But the thing I love about the idea of just three actions is you have the freedom to mix those up a little bit. And if you're kind to yourself you can still perform an action that was different than the one you did last time and it still be fruitful and productive and uh, bring you closer to your goal. So for instance, you may have a day when the words aren't flowing and you decide, you know what, for today's action, I'm going to do a little bit of research that I need to do instead. As long as it's an action 
that moves the project forward, it counts. Okay. Now, as far as three times a week, time is the trickiest part of this whole equation because you have to find that time. But you'd be surprised when you really start to squeeze, when you really start to look for an hour three times a week or 30 minutes three times a week, you can find those. Sometimes you have to make them. You have to remove things or you have to get really, really clear about how you're spending your time. And if you think that you don't have time to, say, for instance, write for one hour three times a week, I want you to take a week and just simply log everything that you do, very truthfully. If you lay on the couch for three hours after you come home watching news, napping, and then you know watching a little bit of TV, write that down. If you scroll on Facebook for 45 minutes and then go back to watching TV again, write all of that down and be really truthful to yourself because what you might find is, you know what, if I don't take the nap and I tell myself I'm not going to look at Facebook for an hour, I can probably steal 90 minutes a night from my quote-unquote downtime. Um, I'm not saying that that's the thing you want to do. Some people decide, you know what, it's worth it to me. I'm going to get up an hour early every day and I'm going to borrow that time from my morning. But I know for me personally, a lot of my downtime is padded. I say I'm going to watch a show and it's 40 minutes But it takes me four hours to watch the show because I also text people and I stop and I scroll on Facebook and, you know, maybe I get a phone call. You know, there's a lot of things that I do. I'm calling it an hour and it's really four. So, you know, think about some of these kind of things as you start to look for times per week. But you can usually find three times a week, three time slots that you can mark off that are devoted to your three by three, that are devoted to your project, your goal, whatever it is. They don't have to be especially long, but it does help if they're probably consistent. Like if they're the same time every day or they're Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week. So that you're not spending a lot of brain power and bandwidth on deciding when you're going to do something. It's already in your calendar. You don't have to think about it. Nothing else is scheduled around it. You don't have to do that whole exercise of of examining your week and finding where to put them. Find some slots that you can use for that whole three-month period without requiring you to think about it again in the moment. And The other thing that you want to be really careful with in defining time slots is, you know, don't put everything in one day off or everything in your weekend because sometimes it happens that that day gets blown up by something that comes along that's outside of your control. Um, Or maybe you feel sick on Saturday. So your three actions, just because you decided to make it a six-hour thing, on Saturday is not as effective as having three little hours spread throughout the week. Because if you blow Saturday, you get a zero. But if you blow Saturday and it was just one hour and you've still got a couple of others 
spread throughout the week, then you're still going to have those. So you, you always have other days. Now, I will tell you this for something like writing for me, um, even though I call this a three by three, I actually do it every day or my goal is to do it every day for shorter amounts of time because I find it's easier for me to maintain momentum and focus by doing short amounts of time, but more days per week. So I'm still going to call it a three by three because I want to keep it simple for you. And if you're starting out, if you're not writing any words per week, if you're not going on any walks per week, three times a week is a lot. It's triple whatever you're doing, you know? So, um, for those of you who are starting out with something new, three is all you need. If you're, you know, realistically kind of um, doing something that you're further along in or you're trying to refresh a practice, maybe you do throw in some extra slots. Um, the whole idea here also behind doing things multiple times and breaking things down into small pieces is that small successes are really powerful that you know three little hours that you work throughout the week is so much more powerful than that one saturday that you set aside where you were going to blow it out of the water all day long and then you didn't you know and, and that's crushing so these little successes are a motivation within themselves they accumulate they create progress it's total tortoise in the hare situation here it's eating an elephant one bite at a time now, for the three-month period, it's very doable to maintain anything for one month, which can be a bit of a blessing or a curse because it's what you choose to do beyond the one month that defines the things that will really stick for you. So do three because you can do all kinds of amazing things for a month and then quit. Um it's a little harder to do amazing things for three months and not have something to show for it. I've personally found that three months is like the sweet spot for producing most of the projects that I choose to do. It's long enough to not be an accident or just a force of will uh, because you will lag probably in that second month and part of the third. But when you've invested that much time, you know, you're deep in your um, six, eight weeks into something, that will in and of itself make you a little bit more motivated to finish because you're closer to the end than to the beginning. Throwing away four weeks of something, it sucks. But throwing away two or three months, it's, it's harder to do that. It's just psychologically harder to put that much effort into something and then let it go. Chances are you've accidentally planted more seeds than you thought you would and things are starting to kind of grow with a life of their own. So the work takes on a certain amount of momentum once you get past that one month point. Some examples of things that I've used this for, I've used the 3 by 3 for everything from blogging to writing novels to launching two podcasts. Uh, recording and producing the show every week. Uh, my workout schedule is a three by three that's just on a loop and keeps going. Now, what you might do for something that's ongoing, let's say you do it for three months, then what? So 
what I try to do with something ongoing like working out is sort of have a theme, uh, a bigger theme for each three-month period. So I'm kind of doing the same thing three times a week indefinitely. But say in, you know, the summer when it's nice outside, uh, maybe I decide, you know what, I'm going to do more cardio and I'm going to do some runs or some walks outside or I'm going to do some walking meditation um, maybe during the winter I do something more indoor focus. Like I'm going to make my pull-ups a focus for, you know, for this quarter. Um, so I'll play with some things like that, or maybe I'll just try to make my, um, sit-ups amazing. You know, that'll be my three by three. Uh, so it gives you a chance to move around a little bit. So your brain isn't too bored and it gives you somewhere to go with this process once things really do kind of take on a life of their own and have a lot of momentum and staying power. Fixed time slots are really what this is all about. Um, There's a flexibility within those blocks of time to do whatever, but if you define those times, Julia Cameron referred to them as artist dates and the artist way. I think that may be sort of the nascent earliest form of the idea for me. But these fixed time slots, I show up caffeinated and ready to work on whatever it is at that time um, every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday. And then when I get there, I leave myself um, some room to mix it up a little bit in what those actions might be. Sometimes I'm editing. Sometimes I'm writing first drafts. Sometimes I'm researching. I might be doing a little bit of marketing, depending on where I am in the project. As long as it's an action that moves the project forward, it counts. So if you can be really, really strict with the time, then you can be a little bit more of a pantser, more in the flow, in the moment, as each one of them comes up. And I think, again, that also keeps you from feeling like you're on so much of a hamster wheel. And it also keeps you from feeling like if you're not in the mood to do something particular for that project, do another action. Like if that Monday just doesn't feel like you want to write first drafts, what else can you do for the project that still counts as an action? Now with blogging, you know, back in the day, um, I would publish a post every Sunday. So throughout the week, I would have um, one day where I wrote down ideas and then a second day where I would come back and draft it and edit it. And then the third day would be when I would publish it and share it on social media and, you know, respond to comments or whatever. Um, writing books is pretty easy. Uh, I can write 50,000 words pretty consistently in a month. That for me, I tend to write longer when I write fiction, more in the 90,000 to 100,000 range. So one three by three could just be drafting a book. Um, for launching a podcast, I mean, I found three times a day that I could work on something. And to tell you the truth, that three by three locked in and became the ongoing schedule for what I do for the podcast 
every week to produce it. So what happens is I have those actions. I have those blocks of time three times a week. Generally, what happens is one of those days is recording something. One of those days is editing something. One of those days is putting it all together, doing the files, doing the metadata, doing the mix down, posting it online. Um, when it comes to recording, you know, sometimes it's an interview with some someone. Sometimes it's just me like this speaking solo. And again, there's flexibility for when those things occur. Uh, it's not always on this exact same day, but usually on that third day, when I put all the posts and files together, that tends to be the same thing. But those other two actions each week vary a lot week to week. Um, and I found that those three actions three times a week allow me to not only put it out and launch it to begin with, but to sustain it. Uh, the trick becomes when your three by three projects become permanent parts of your schedule, then where you where do you go to get another one? Um, so, yeah, that's kind of another conversation. We can talk about that on an individual basis if you like. Um, some of the things that I'm looking at doing as far as new projects just this year and how I might organize them is... Um, Say, for example, transferring my courses onto a learning platform. So what I might do is take a different project each quarter and, you know, put it on the learning platform. Or maybe I batch those tasks and I do um, multiple uh, products, but I do the same stage with them. So, for instance... I go through and I break up all the material for all of the projects. And that in itself is just one three by three. And then the next stage is to send them all out for editing. And then the next stage is to re-record, rewrite, do video, whatever else you might want to do to it. And then there's a final stage where everything gets put up. Now, that's what I would advise someone to do has a lot of existing content that they're working with. If you're kind of starting from scratch, I personally get bored with things. And so I like having a new semester at school and a whole new class to sink my teeth into. So I will tend to do things um, broken down by one project at a time and then move that project through all the stages in a three by three. Draft it. Uh, you know, brainstorm, draft it, polish it, put it out, like make that um, the three by three and then do another one the next quarter and keep going. That's a little bit more like the way that I write books. So I have a fiction book series that I'm about to execute. You know, I'm like done all the planning and I'm going to actually draft it. And so there's a few different ways if you're a writer, especially if you're writing genre fiction where you roll over more titles per year and you're writing more um, series. Uh, and by genre fiction, I mean, you know, mystery, thriller, sci-fi, fantasy, romance, all of those um, are more mainstream genres. Um then, you know, you might want to draft three shorter works in three months. Like that might be your goal. I'm going to draft a trilogy. And then you follow up with quarter two, uh, doing a three by three with rewrites and edits. 
and then you know the next three by three, the next quarter, you might release those books over a three month time frame. And again, that's actually a pretty good um, hold and release for a series uh, for those who do write serial fiction. It's very effective if you can write a trilogy, hold it, and then re, uh, release it on a monthly basis or say, you know, every 90 days or something like that. Uh, there are some Amazon algorithms that follow that. So again, there, there are a lot of things that you do that you'll find have these natural rhythms built into them. It could be, you know, part of our psyches just based on the fact that we live on this planet and we have these seasonal rhythms and it kind of works its way into everything we do and and tends to make sense. Um, Again, if you're doing something like a longer project, you might just want to devote one three by three, one three month period to each project and work from beginning all the way to launch. What's really cool is if you can create a little bit of an overlap like where you have a three by three built into your schedule where you work on new things and then a three by three built into your schedule where you maintain things that are ongoing that have already launched and and came down the pike. And, you know, quite frankly, once you get full on time, then the trick becomes what can you remove uh, maybe there's some things that you've been maintaining that don't really need to be maintained anymore uh, that you would be better served to make room for something new and, and to rotate things out of your life. Um, now, I know everyone, myself included, has like the day job stuff that, you know, I already get a paycheck for. I already get uh, Patreon support from listeners for this podcast. So it's always um, a priority. It's one of my jobs and I have to do it first before I do anything new. So, you know, I'm making it sound like you can juggle, you know, multiple pieces of China here. And really, if you have a muggle 40 hour a week, nine to five job, you know, one three by three can be really amazing. One project that you do, three times a week, it's it's life-changing and it's huge and that might be all that you have time for and that's fine. It's still one thing that really matters and it's really great. Do it. You can always find three little time slots in your week for three actions for three months and you know, really see what you were able to accomplish in three months. What you might find is, wow, that was so effective. I'm going to apply it to something else. Or you may just find, you know what, that was enough to get me started. And now I've found my own rhythm or I've found my own strategy for keeping it going. And that was just a launch. That was just an initial phase of getting something going in your world. Um, If you want to launch a podcast, by the way, or write a book, or develop a course, or put up a website. These are all things that I've done multiple times. Contact me if you want to do a consultation session, like for your creativity and productivity. I can help you create and execute the whole three by three plan if you like. Um, It is very common for me to work with someone 
who says, I want to write a book. Here's my book idea. This is what I want to do. And um, we'll simply do one session where we define what the three by three is going to be for that person. I already have the, the processes that I just mentioned, podcasting, writing books, especially nonfiction books, developing courses, um, putting up a website. I have those process outlined. I have resources, original things that I've created, checklists that I use for myself. I can give you my recipes as part of the process if you want them. Uh, so if some of those things are on your to-do list, by all means, you know what? I'd love to take something that feels like an overwhelming ask and break it down and make it something very practical and show you I'll find the three by three for you and give it to you and say, you go execute. We can record the session, by the way. And um, like I said, I have supporting PDFs and templates and checklists and all kinds of things that I've used that I am more than willing to share with you. So if anything that you want to do resembles something that I do, and you would like to have a session about it, get in touch with me. We can do a one-on-one -on -one session. If you want, I can walk you through the whole three-by-three three with a sort of mentoring program, um, an individual development plan, let's call it. I'll walk you through it and check in with you once a month for a total of three sessions. So this is something not everyone comes to me for readings to tell you the truth you know I get more and more um, peers and colleagues and people wanting to do something similar to what I do and those are some of my favorite clients to work with I love anything that involves brainstorming um, and uh yeah, it's it, I genuinely, I genuinely, generally, God, why can't I say that word? I generally charge a comparable rate for what I do readings, or to tell you the truth, um, I usually charge a little bit less for doing brainstorming, accountability, um, creative consultations, three by three strategy. Uh, so if that appeals to you if you really do want to just hit me up and take everything that I've talked about and apply it to your project by all means let me know contact at sladeroberson.com and for everyone else find a little artist date time get yourself a cup of something nice and sit down and make some lists look at a calendar and just see what three by three would work for you. Thanks again for listening to the Shift Your Spirits podcast. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever app you prefer. For show notes, links, transcripts, and all the past episodes, please visit shiftyourspirits.com. You can also download a free ebook and a meditation to help you connect with your guides. If you'd like to get an intuitive reading with me or with one of our featured practitioners, please go to sladeroberson.com readings. And if you're interested in my professional intuitive training program, you can start the course for free by downloading the attunement at automaticintuition.com. 
before I go, I promise to leave you a message and answer to a question or a concern you may have. So take a moment to think about that. Hold it in your mind or speak it out loud. I'll pause for just a few seconds right now. The finish line is so close, but there's been a delay in reaching your goals. It's easy to lose hope and feel discouraged when it's taking longer than you thought it would. But don't give up now. You need to take highly focused, concentrated actions to get through the final stretch. Make a plan with a 3x3 strategy, and I'll talk to you later.